Ever tried out a smart speaker? Or have you heard what mesh Wi-Fi is? Oh, we're going to talk technical for the next hour. Any techie questions you have, uh, for free, you can get a knowledgeable answer. Uh, we'll say that from our expert, John Popham. He's uh, from Huddersfield, IT expert, gadget expert, and he is at your disposal. I'm going to introduce you to him in a few minutes' time. But book your question now. We have ooh, 55 minutes, so don't leave it too late and fall off the end uh, at 4 o'clock, when we're, or 3 o'clock, rather, when we're finished. Do it now. Call now with your tech question, and we'll try and get it answered for you and uh, smooth the path a little bit. Stop sort of tearing your hair out with that smart speaker or Wi-Fi TV issue, whatever it might be. Got a new gadget for Christmas? There's one particular feature you just can't get going on it? I'm sure John will be able to help. So call now, book your question, 0800 389 3333. You'll speak to Jack. We can call you back as well and get you on sometime uh, during the hour. I'd like to, to slot you in there if we can with your question and help you out. It's all for free, don't forget. Uh, you can text the question as well if you would like, and we'll get back on to you. It's 81333. 81333. Start your message with leads. Anything with wires, anything with circuits, anything with flashing lights that you can't get to grips with, give us a shout. We'll help you. Join the conversation. Call 0800 389 3333. The big Yorkshire phone in. BBC Radio Leeds. Today, and uh, we've done the vegan sausage roll. We've done how do you listen to your music? It's all been very interesting so far this afternoon, and it's going to get even more interesting now because we're going to talk technical issues and maybe just help you a little bit with the technical problem that you've got. New gadget, or maybe you're thinking, I could do with a new gadget to do this, but I'm not sure exactly what to get. And uh, we are here to help. And I'm joined now by John Popham, who's our regular expert in this area. John, good afternoon to you and Happy New Year. Well, happy New Year to you, Dara. Uh, how was your Christmas? Did you get any gadgets for Christmas yourself? Um, no, I didn't really. No. Uh, You've I'd... got everything already. <laughs> <laughs> well, not everything I'd like, but I've got quite a few. <laughs> so call us now with your question for John. He'll tackle it if he can uh, on anything with wires and flashing lights, etc. As I say, uh, the number here at BBC Radio Leeds is 0800 38. And you can text your question as well if you prefer to 81333 and start your message with leads. Um, so I haven't um, spoken to you before on the show here, John, but what tends to be the 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 most common uh, query you've dealt with? Well, across last year, say, what was the most common question that you had? Um, I, th I think the, the, there aren't really that many common ones. I mean, I think what... Um, it's whatever comes up, um, the latest thing that people are buying. And I think uh, quite often we've been talking about things like smart speakers and uh, you know the tech that people talk to rather than type into, which I think is the, the, the way forward in future. I mean, it's becoming more and more prevalent now is that you don't, you, know, you don't have to sit down at a keyboard or you don't have to um, use your thumbs to type on something. You can just talk to devices these days and they'll talk back to you. I think, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a great development, I think. Yeah, um, a lot of people got smart speakers for Christmas. As I was saying, my father-in-law got one. And uh, so there's a lot of them out there. Um, if anybody's struggling to get it working, what are the most common things that uh, uh, are, are the reasons for that? Oh, well, I think there's probably two things. One is you, you've got to get it connected to Wi-Fi in some way. Uh, and I've heard stories of people who've been bought smart speakers and they haven't even got the internet in their house, so it's not going to work that. They do have to be connected to the internet um, via Wi-Fi. Um, and that, that sometimes is not straightforward, but... Uh, 
Uh, and then the other thing about them is that sometimes people buy them. They, they see the adverts in which the smart speaker does all sorts of wonderful things like turn your heating on and turn your lighting on and stuff like that. Right. And they buy it thinking it's going to do all those things. But the thing is you have to buy something else that actually connects to it to um, to turn the heating and the lighting on. And that also has to be connected to the yes. internet. Yes, yeah. that's right. And that you know that probably costs more than the smart speaker at the end of the day. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so what what are people buying in that area then? What's what, the, these these gadgets that can connect to the smart speaker? Mm. Um, what what kind of stuff can you get there then? Well, I, I think the one that a lot of people have got is one that, that controls their central heating. So you know you can. Um, oh, a thermostat. Yeah, yeah, and you can connect. You can control it from anywhere, so it's not just a smart speaker. So you can, if you've got a smartphone, you can you can turn your heating on when you're on your way home, or that kind of thing. And uh, are they reliable? Well, well, I think so. I've not heard any complaints about them. It's, yeah. It's, um, you know, providing you've got a good internet connection and everything else, is I think it works well. It works quite well. Um, there are different ones available, uh, and are they all very similar in the way they work? Or are there are particular differences between different types of smart speakers? Well, uh, I think they are quite similar. I mean, they all um, the manufacturers are trying to. I mean, the thing is that Amazon got in first. They were the, the first of the, the ones that. Uh, and I'm going to say a word now that's probably going to annoy a lot of people. I'm going to say Alexa, which is probably going to turn a lot of speakers on um, in some people's <laughs> houses if they've got them near the radio. Um, Hang but, on, John. <laughs> Alexa, play BBC Radio Leeds. That will really annoy people. Go on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Amazon got in first with their Alexa speakers, uh, and then Google came along with um, uh, Google Home, and then. Apple have got one called HomePod as well. So, um, you know, the, all the different manufacturers are trying to get in there. And they're trying to tie you into their systems, really. But they do all work fairly similarly. Yeah. Um, you know, because of the systems they're operating on, they, they all have a fairly unique, um, uh, you know, unique way of operating. But uh, by and large, it's the same principle. You you have to say a trigger word. It might be Alexa. Um, in the Google Home, it's OK Google. Um, and I'll probably turn some more on there by saying that. Um, so you know, you, you you trigger a word to make it listen to you, and uh, you know, and then you just tell it. Basically, it's it, it and for most respects, it's like using the internet without typing. Um, it's it's talking to them, and then they retrieve things from the internet. If you've got any uh, smart speaker queries, uh, the text is eight one triple three. Start your message with Leeds. I went into the Apple shop. They tried to sell me. Two home pods because you need two to do stereo, <laughs> which I know is a very old fashioned uh, mm, concept. But yeah. if you want that full sort of stereo sound, you needed two of them, yeah. and they're not cheap. No, no, they're not cheap. But they could all. hook up to each other. That was the clever bit about it, yeah. Mm. Now, what can they do? I mean, the, the way they present them uh, is that they're almost like a kind of pull information from anywhere in the world and get, bring it back to you, sort of thing. Mm. Are there limitations to what these smart speakers can do? Um, well, uh, I suppose the limitation is that something they can talk to you about, but um, mm. you know, basically, it's like um, it's it's like something that reads the internet out to you. Um, so you know, almost anything that you can find on the internet, you oh, can find yeah. one of those. And, and the fact is now that the latest versions of them have screens as well. So ah. uh, you know, uh, quite a few of them now you can watch videos on them. You can yeah, you can actually see websites on them. And, oh, and I didn't know that. that. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think the last generation, which has come out in the last few months, certainly of the the Amazon ones and the Google ones have, have definitely got screens as well. Yeah. What do you say to the Google one? Um, you say, um, hey, uh, 
Yeah, hey Google. Hey, like, hey Google. Yeah, mm. hey Google. Make fart noises. That, that, that's <laughs> one, one popular one uh, around the, uh, the the in-laws' house. And uh, hey, well, actually, it was Alexa. Alexa, play some Christmas music. Mm. And Alexa said, "Well, I'm sorry, you haven't got a subscription to Amazon Prime, so I can't do that to you." Mm. Uh, and then they tried it again, but the, it would play some Christmas carols. So that you know, you have to have, as you say, you have to have everything else set up. Mm. On the other side of the internet, yes, in order that these things will will actually work. So, so that's well, what that's right. Like. Yeah, I mean, I, I think actually one of the big uses for the smart speakers is for, um, you know, okay, so you might have some people who are from West Yorkshire who are living somewhere else in the country. Yeah, um, you know, particularly older people who are not particularly tech, tech savvy. You could give them a smart speaker and tell them to say, Alexa, play BBC Radio Leeds, and they'd be able to listen to listen to you. Anywhere in the country, or anywhere in the world, actually. That would be quite good, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, right, so John Popham is here. He's here till three. He's going then. Okay, so don't miss out. Get your call in now. Get your question in now on 0800 389 333. Radio Leeds, play wet, wet, wet. <laughs> See? For you right now. And it's it is. J- JS3, I think it is. Is it a J- uh, Well, a, uh, a watch is coming up here. I don't <laughs> think it's a watch. <laughs> Uh, I think it's a smartphone and she says what the situation is she's got Instagram she's got music she's got various apps she's run out of space on the smartphone and um, everything's starting to clog up what can you do? Well what you can do is um, you can put some, put your apps into folders um, and categorise them by different um, categories of, uh, of app and then put them into a folder so um, I mean, it should be fairly straightforward to do that. Um, if you go into your settings, you'll find uh, um, ways of organising apps, and uh, it'll let you create folders, and um, you can put them in, and that should that should clear your home screen a bit, and it should give you a bit more order. Um, I, what, what I like to do is I'm I'm strange. Um, I like to put all my apps in alphabetical order, and that's the easy that's the way I oh, find that's them. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is that particular, or do Samsung do um, expandable memory? Is that an option for? Do you think? Uh, yes, yeah. Um, so th- that phone, I'm, I'm pretty sure, is an Android phone, um, and I think I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think you can put SD memory cards into them. Aha! Uh-huh. So there might um, be a little door somewhere on the side of the phone. Yes, yeah. In that, in that case, you can you can add to the memory, but I th- I'm not sure that will solve the problem of of the apps clutching up the home screen. I think that what would solve that is folders. I think. Folders, yeah. So it's a visual clutter. You need some folders, mm-hmm. and if it's actual memory clutter, you might be able to get the uh, expandable memory card into the phone. Very good. Yeah. What I find is, is it's very easy for your memory to get clogged up. Um, the the one the worst offender is WhatsApp. So if people use the WhatsApp messaging system. It saves all the photos and videos from that that anybody sends you. It saves them onto your phone. Oh which yeah. Then clogs your memory up, and I don't know why it has to do that. Okay, um, and what can you do about that then? Is there anything you can do about that? Um, can you change the settings on it? Yeah, you can say the, change the settings so that it doesn't do it. Or um, on some phones, on other phones, and I think on iPhones, I think you have to actually just go through and physically delete them. You know, it's uh, it's very annoying. <laughs> See, technology is supposed to make your life easier, but you sometimes have to spend half a day just clearing things away a little bit. Yeah. Okay, John, thanks for that mm-hmm. one there. There you go. Hope that's a help to you. And it's 0800 389 333 if you have a technical question. The text is 81333. Start your message with Leeds. And there'll be more from John in Huddersfield. John wants to know, she says her smartphone has a bunch of stuff on it that she doesn't ever use, like Word, Excel, PowerPoint. These are kind of biggish apps, she thinks, and they're taking up space. She wants to clear them off. Can I get shut, she says. 
Okay, so if it's, uh, I think uh, Shirley's phone was an Android phone. Um, but anyway, I will go through uh, different kinds of phones. On an Android phone, um, to delete apps, you can you can delete apps um, quite easily. You go into the settings, you scroll down to you find app settings, and then you click on each app, and it will give you an option to uninstall the app, and that then should clear it out. Um, there are some apps that you can't uninstall because they're part of the system. Yeah. But um, quite a lot of them you can uninstall, and I know that should free up some memory. Um, and an iPhone, it's a lot more straightforward on an iPhone. An iPhone, you can just put your thumb on the app, um, and um, after if you leave it on for a few seconds, an X will come up in the corner, and you click on that X, and it will delete the app that way. Just like that. Mm. Okay. And this is... Um Number ending six five one. There you are, very mysterious in um, in West Yorkshire. Mysterious of West Yorkshire. <laughs> Always tell us who you are and where you are. It's more personal. We like that. <laughs> uh, I love my Google Home. It can even turn the lights off. But that's after buying the correct lights for it. Uh, the sound quality is great and only cost thirty pounds. Better than a normal Bluetooth speaker. Um, thirty pounds. That sounds very cheap for that kind of technology. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a Google Google Home Mini to me, which is a smaller version. Um, and they, they are pretty good. They do the same things as the big ones. They have smaller speakers in them, but they still sound fairly good. Um, and I think, ultimately, what um, the manufacturers want you to do is you want you to have one in every room. So do that's they? Why, that's, why they're priced, that's why they're pricing them at that kind of price. Yeah. Because at that kind of price, you might be able to afford to have one all over in different places all over the house. By design, they listen to you because they want to hear what you're instructions are um are you worried about what else they're listening to mm, um well personally i'm not i mean what the manufacturers say is that um they only listen when you give them the wake-up word so alexa or hey google or whatever and then yeah. they start listening now uh, i think there have been cases where people have proven that they are listening to you at other times as well yeah like you say new mm. kitchen <laughs> for example and then suddenly new kitchen adverts appear when you yeah. go, next go on to google i don't know but mm. it's certainly a concern some people have uh but um yeah especially if they're going to be in every room mm. anyway thank you john um now we're going to move on to uh, a wi-fi thing as well if you're struggling with wi-fi coverage around your house we're going to talk about that in the next half an hour as well uh but to give you the number again to book your question we still got a couple of slides uh, before three, it's 0800 389 That's the number to call. Uh, if you've got a, a sort of Christmas gadget uh, that you're struggling with, maybe one of the features or whatever, uh, feel free to get in touch. Uh, you can text 81333, start the message with leads and put your question on there for John. The Richard Stead Breakfast Show. Weekdays. Cheese over Christmas, without a doubt. Um, we were talking earlier on, on the big Yorkshire phone in about the vegan uh, sausage roll coming to Greg's and all sorts of vegan food. They do cheese. Although they're not allowed dairy products, but uh, even by the admission of the lady from the vegan society, the the vegan cheese isn't isn't great. It has a, a she said it has a different taste. I've heard it has an awful taste. Have you tried vegan cheese, John? No, I have actually. I'm I'm, I'm vegetarian, and my daughter, who is vegan, has been trying to say me to go vegan. And I have to say. The cheese is my big weakness, and I have tried quite a lot of different vegan cheeses, and I've not really found one that I like. You're not there yet with the no. vegan cheese, yeah. No. So there's a bit of way to go. Uh, did you have too much cheese in general over Christmas? Um, 
I didn't have a huge amount of cheese because I'm, I'm, as I say, I'm trying to at least cut it down. If mm. not, um, this is the complaint many people have had. I've had too much cheese over Christmas. <laughs> it's the new, it's the new thing. Um, so that was the first hour, and the second hour we were talking about how you listen to your music, and we're extending that a little bit uh, into the technology hour here with your questions about music players of any description, uh, whether it be the smart speakers or streaming services. John Popham here to answer your questions. Text eight one triple three. Start your message with Leeds. Uh, get involved in the chat here, and you can you can sort of do a follow-up question if it's not being sort of clearly laid out here you can you can sort of follow up your question on 0800 and uh, this is funny john somebody sent me a message directly to my own phone here about the samsung j3 um and uh oh gosh right okay you're listening in today it's marshall freeze uh from the one solution they're uh, uh experts in mobile phone networks i think they're based in harrogate uh so marshall thank you and he says the Samsung J3 has an expandable memory, as do a lot of devices nowadays. So if um, if our caller wanted more memory, that's the solution there for you. Again, confirmed. And as John said, if you want to clear the screen off a bit, if it's too untidy, the folders. So hopefully we've sorted that one out. Mm. Now, we've got another uh, smartphone question for you here, John. Uh, this is Graham in Queensbury. He's got an old HTC Desire. Does that ring a bell? Uh, well, it's very blast. It's a blast from the past, certainly. Right, <laughs> not as much as a cassette player, but it is a blast from the past. And he's got a photo of his dog as the home screen. Can't find a copy of the picture anywhere though, so assumes it's been lost on an old memory card. Um, he's looked for pic files, he says, but he can't find it on the phone. So how can he get this picture back? Okay, well, this is one of those things that... Uh, had oh, f- sorry, he's actually oh. on the phone here. Is he? Okay. I forgot about that. Yeah, we, we've actually rung him up to, to <laughs> have a chat. Graham, hello. Hello. So, I've, read out your, I've read out your question, so uh, John, John's here to help you. Okay, he, he, glad you're on the phone there. Go on, John. Okay, oh, hi, Graham. I hope I can help hi. you. This is one of those things that if I had the phone in front of me, I would play around with it until I found the solution. So, I'm, I'm Can often... you come in, John? Uh, uh, Graham, it's, uh, it's only about 20 miles down to Leeds from where you are. <laughs> yeah, um, so I... I I don't know the solution off the top of my head, but I think this is what I would do if I had the phone with me, is you say you can't find the picture file. Um, no. What, what I would do is that I would try to go through the process of trying to upload a new picture to your home screen, because that then should tell you where the home screen pictures are stored. Because it, uh, it, will, it will say, you know, do you, want to, do you want to add a picture from this folder? And right, ho- yeah. And hopefully the, your, the picture that you, you want to retrieve will be in that folder. Now, right. you know, I'm, as I say, without the phone in front of me, I really can't answer that question definitively. No. But, I, but I hope that might give you a, a bit of a guidance of where to find it. Yeah. Well, I thought about doing a, a screen grab, mm. you know, using the on-off button and the down volume button. Yeah. But one of the reasons that it's an old phone is because the volume button didn't work very well anymore, so I can't even do a screen grab. Ah. <laughs> oh dear. But I can try that as a solution, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a go. Yeah. Okay. Another well, insurance policy, just an idea. We we have to g- deal with pictures and sounds a lot here, of course, Graham. Uh, you know, producing yeah. media. A, 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 an insurance policy will be to take a picture of your uh, home screen with another phone. So at least you've got a copy before you start messing around, and you know you don't uh, to lose it. Yeah. But John, yeah, if, yeah. if if if, he, if Graham can see the picture of the dog on the home screen, it must be somewhere in the yeah, phone. Yeah, well, I would it? have thought it would it would definitely be there somewhere. It's just probably not somewhere obvious. That's. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. Did you get any gadgets for Christmas, Graham? Uh, 
No, not unless you call a slow cooker a gadget. <laughs> that's, that's a gadget. <laughs> My next door neighbour did the Christmas dinner in a slow cooker. It was chicken, and she said you can just pop the chicken in there, rest it on a bed of um, of vegetables, and it comes out absolutely delicious. The meat just falls off the bone. So try that. Apparently, yeah, apparently so. You can even do a cooked breakfast in it, although it sounds like a bit of a messy process, but there you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all mushed up together, yeah. Mm. And what about, are you going vegan at all? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, no I had a bacon sandwich this morning. There you go. Carcinogenic or not, I had one. Tastes delicious, very good. All right, Graham. hope that's helped thanks you a little a bit anyway. Yeah, thanks for ringing. Yeah, I'll give that a go, thanks. 0800 389 uh, Get your call in before... Um, three o'clock and uh, John Popham here can help you with your technical question getting a lot of smartphone uh, questions uh, mm-hmm. John interestingly enough aren't we and um, the next topic unless you call in with something better because uh, I'll just I'll just keep asking questions myself here I've got a lot I'm a bit of a techie nerd myself uh, yeah it's um, Wi-Fi and uh, a little bit of a Wi-Fi question about how you can improve it around your house New TV, new sound system, uh, a new gadget of any description. It's 0800 389 3333. Uh, so, John, uh, this one here from uh, Dara from near Emily Moore, uh, who wants to know how he can improve the Wi Fi in his house. Uh, but it's the serious question of if you have uh, Wi Fi in your home and it only reaches so far with the, the router, Wi Fi mm. system, what can you do? Well, there are a number of different things you can do. The the, the most effective thing you can ever do, uh, if you can do this, is to plug cables into the router and run them around the house. Now, that's not always possible, but you know you might be able to clip them to the skirting board, put them under carpets, this kind of stuff. Um, uh, and if you can do that, uh, you should, because that's the most effective way of doing it. Um, but not everybody can do that. So you can buy these things that are called Wi-Fi repeaters, and they will pick up. The, they will pick up the signal from your original router and rebroadcast it into another area of the house where it's not already um, reaching to. And, you know, th- th- those can be picked up quite cheaply. Some of them are more effective than others. Um, um, you know, but most of them do a job. And they're um, connected by what? Uh, computer cables, internet cables? No, no, no. Um, basically, you just plug them into the mains. and, oh, and they, will, they will pick up a signal wirelessly. Um, Using the mains cable? Uh, well, okay. Oh, sorry, so using, there, a, using the Wi-Fi signal, right? Yeah, the, the, there are two different kinds. Some will connect using the Wi-Fi. They will receive the signal over Wi-Fi and then rebroadcast it over Wi-Fi into a new area. Right. Um, but then there are others which um, will will actually, as you say, will actually take, up, take the um, signal from the mains. The, the, so what you do is you plug one in at one end and you plug it into the mains at the router end and it will then send that signal around your mains cabling. And is that reliable? Um it can be, yeah. but it all depends on what kind of house. You've got a really old house, and I, I found this in my house, is that some, particularly some old houses, that their, their mains cables are not all connected up to each other. Oh, yeah. So sometimes you can find you're plugged in at one end and it's not actually on the same um, ring, ring main, I Loop. think they call it. Yeah, yeah. ring main, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but in most houses, um, they should connect and they should be okay. But all of these things work. The thing that I find is that... Um, I think the manufacturers tell you if you do that kind of thing, you should call all the Wi-Fi um, nodes, as they call them. You should give them all the same name, and that that gives you the impression it's the same Wi-Fi network all around the house. Yeah. 
I found that tends to confuse devices because they don't know, you know, they they think oh it's the same name as that one, so it must be have these properties, and it doesn't. I tend to give mine all different names, so that, that what that means is you can then choose to which one you connect to. Yeah, um, and you, you can manually choose to connect to the one that's closest to you rather than one that's in, in another room. And yeah, and c- cause conflict or whatever. Yeah, mm. uh, between one one source and another. What are, what's mesh Wi-Fi? That's a new thing I've come across. Yeah, well, a mesh Wi-Fi is is that sort of principle, really. It's where um, you have one router that's plugged into the internet, and then you can have lots of other devices which talk to each other and rebroadcast that internet signal between themselves. Um, so you know, it creates about so what the, it, it creates a sort of virtual mesh, like a sort of. Um, chain link fence that kind of thing in which the oh, wi-fi right. devices are all talking to each other um and uh you know so only one of them is connected to the internet but the others are connected to each other and that broadcasts the internet signal into wherever you you want to go to uh, paul from tarsal's just uh, got in touch uh on this subject and he says uh, position i think he's following on from what you said about running wires he says position the router in a central position in your house and not by the window where the telephone line comes in yeah, so that, that would that, involve doing advice. some cables, I suppose, yeah. into another place in the house. Yeah, that, that's very good advice. I think part of the issue when I, I have this issue at home is like when I first had the internet uh, put into my house. It was years and years ago when there was no such thing as Wi-Fi. Oh, it didn't we didn't have Wi-Fi, and and I just had it put into my room upstairs that I use as an office. Yeah, and so that's where the internet cable comes into the house, and so I've now had to run wires from that uh, point to to a more central point. Very good. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, John Popham here with the. T- oh. Hello, hi, gentlemen. Hi, I am in Muddlesford, yeah. Good for you. Now, you've got a television question. First of all, I hope your your old TV is actually blown up because you're not allowed to buy a new television until your own one's actually blown up, uh, Caroline, is it, that? It definitely hasn't, but trust me, we have our TVs for years. We really hold on to things, so it Good. is time, really, I think, for some- this is a house rule in my house. Unless the TV's blown up, you can't buy a new one. But anyway, you need oh, to buy a new one, and, and what's your query? Yeah, what is, um, we've had a smart TV for about six years, um, and it is actually fine, to be honest. We're just moving it into another room to replace a really, really old one. So we do want to get another smart TV, but when I started looking this morning, I thought I'll just have a quick look online and see what everything, you know, what's up to date. It, everything's about 4K TV, and I mm. have no idea what that is. And we only use our TV as a TV. We don't sort of internet browse in it or anything. We watch a lot of box sets, that type of thing. So I don't know whether it's even worth us getting a 4K TV or whether I should get one, because if I don't, we'll be out of date really quickly. There you go. Good question, John. OK, so, well, 4K is what they call, I think it's Ultra HD. It's like super, super high definition. Um, and I've read that the human eye can't actually see the pixels that are in a 4K um, screen. So to be honest with you, I wouldn't bother. Um, they... I did wonder. Yeah, there you go. Because... Can you get a good deal, Caroline, on a non-4K TV and save yourself a bit of money, do you think? Yeah, to be honest, every, when I've been looking, because obviously you shop around, don't we, online and everything, but when I'm looking, the first thing that comes with every retailer is 4K. So I was just worried that if I don't get 4K, um, will our telly pretty quickly sort of go out of date are you saying it probably won't I did, I did get the impression that yeah I would probably wouldn't even notice the distance would we no I, I, I think the um, what the manufacturers are trying to sell you something because it, it's more expensive and they want to part yeah. you with your money mm. um, so, there are hardly any channels broadcast in 4k 
So most, you wouldn't get the benefit from it. I think it'll be years and years before lots of channels broadcasting. Save yourself a bit of money, Caroline. Go for the just right. HD will do you. Yeah. No, just the standard because the one that we've got at the moment is just the standard HD tally that's a smart TV. So just stick to the same thing you would advise. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what John's saying. Thanks Definitely. very much, Caroline, and uh, thanks for ringing in. Thank you now. And John, thank you as well for uh, getting involved today in the technical phone-in. Lovely to see you. That's okay. And, uh, well, I think we'll finish by saying BBC Radio Leeds, play Calvin Harris.